Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louise. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louise. <laughs> Gotta Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Kaurna people of the Adelaide Plains. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and any First Nations Bluey fans who are joining us today. Mary Bolling, welcome to the world, darling. Were you born yesterday? Uh, could, could we all just start again? I'd like a restart at this point, I think. <laughs> oh, and, my yeah, gosh. Being born yesterday feels like an excellent one. <laughs> just just before we hit record, Mary and I were talking about how heavy and hard the world is really oh, seeming yeah. over the past few weeks because um, well, we're recording at the very end of February when um, there's lots of bad stuff going on in the world and it's hard. So, yeah, being born yesterday would kind of be nice to be, you know, enthralled by a leaf and, and more worried about a fireball in the sky than yeah. other types of fireballs in the sky. Yes. Yeah, we need mm. everyone to be born yesterday again. Just like, yeah, reset, I reckon. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah with, with less uh, floods in Queensland, that would be good to have oh, less of too. And- yeah, thinking of our blueyites. Because um, <laughs> huge parts of Paddington are underwater where the Bluey house is meant to be in Red Hill. Um, oh, man. So. Like, yeah, being flooded is just the worst. And, yeah. yeah, it does seem to happen increasingly regularly in Queensland as well. Yeah. They keep saying yeah. one in a 100-year floods. I'm like, this happened a few years ago and then a few years ago before that as well. So Couldn't possibly be climate change, though, Mary. God, you know, according to our uh, federal leaders. <laughs> Yes, sort it out, people. You guys oh. <laughs> were born yesterday. No, Dad, can you pretend you actually were born yesterday? Yeah. Oh man, is it too late to bend over? I love this episode that born yesterday kind of start. Well, obviously, the the real world meaning is kind of gullible and like a bit stupid, and that's yeah. you know where the definition starts in this episode. But it becomes something really beautiful. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know about you, Mary, but I walked away from watching this episode with this renewed gratitude and um, optimism, which was really refreshing. Um, <laughs> like, it's such a sweet episode and um, we'll get more into it as we go through. But uh, my main takeaway from it and, you know, to get into my Brene Brown moment right up front. I think we need that. Yeah, was that. Living life as a parent gives you the opportunity to almost again revisit life from the perspective of a child. Yes. And how much joy that can bring to your life by taking the time to slow down and understand what life would look like when it's all new. I mean, um, I. I have had the privilege of the over the last 12 months of a very curious and excited um well he's now nearly 2 can you believe which is ridiculous but, um, <laughs> oh, our little joke literally <laughs> this is a pandemic for you it's like oh what he's nearly 2 um but yeah um and joe it's like everything is just incredible like um favorite toy at the moment my airpods case he, he could sit there for 10 minutes easily just oh, opening wow. it shutting it and, <laughs> and there's a little light inside and that is the most amazing piece of anything he's ever seen and then he got gifted his own little Paw Patrol toys um, and, like, they are just, like, he carries them everywhere and that is, like, the most treasured thing. found a leaf the other day and was, uh, Mama, Mama, Mama. Take photos of something else. Okay. I'll take photos of leaves. Leaves are exciting. So, you know, uh, it's, and it's a joy. Uh, what a joy. What a privilege. Uh, anyway. Also a joy. Um the very start of this episode, oh, yeah. uh, we know that season three has had some very big names attached to it already. <laughs> I was just glad that the episode came out after our cameo because we would have totally been railroaded into obscurity. 
Yeah, uh, the Ludo team were very lovely. In when they even sort of started previewing, oh, and ABC started previewing this season, uh, we got mentioned as some of the celebrity uh, participants <laughs> coming up. Maybe alongside um, Sam Simmons, the comedian who plays young granddad in Fairy Tale. Yet no mention of da, 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 Eva Mendes. OMG. <laughs> Now put your weight onto your arms, lean forward, and raise that right leg off the ground. Oh, you got no chance. <gasps> so, like, okay, so um, what was it? It must have been, like, uh, 2020, I think, yeah. around October, that um, Eva Mendes and, um, did that interview with, like, Nine Now and was saying how much she loved Bluey. <laughs> And Bless. I think her daughter's excellent taste, excellent. With like six and four at the time, so they mm-hmm. were that bluey bingo age. And she was saying that because um, she was like a McHappy Day ambassador, so she was right. Okay, was so that very would involve random. a lot of interviews. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But um, she was saying because I think they were asking her what she loved about Australia, and she was saying we love Bluey and how Bluey was huge in their house. Awesome. And then did you see, um, like, from that, I think um, the Ludo team apparently just randomly reached out to Eva Mendes on Twitter because uh, Daly Pearson's following her now and, um, yeah, and just invited her whether she'd like to do a voice on the show and here we are as an aerobics instructor, which I think is brilliant. So good. Like, as if anyone would say no. So I'm sure Ludo reached out just like, well, this is in the bag. (laughs) You think? Because I think they would have been a bit like, oh, I wonder if she'll say yes, sort of. This is the MO, Celebrity Loves Bluey, and then Ludo reaches out. There's some big names coming, uh, Mm. including maybe uh, Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. Or Chris Hemsworth. I'm waiting for the Hemsworths to get involved. Yeah, true. Well, he, he has a existing relationship with Daly. Uh, they're both in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Extended Universe. Uh, it's like at home with Thor or something like that, isn't it? Or- yeah, which is actually on, if you've got Disney+, Plus. Um, I watched it for the first time recently because they're all on Disney+, Plus now. There's just three episodes and Daly's very adorable in all of them. So... Uh, worth your time. I must admit, I don't know that much of Eva Mendes's work, although I think she makes a lovely yoga dog. Are you a fan, Kate? <laughs> so uh, one of the last things I did in London before we left in 2010 was met up with one of my friends from Deloitte who um, uh, did a lot of big reports on like media and governance and things oh, yeah. like that. And we went to, I can't remember which hotel it was. It was one of them um, for breakfast to talk about some latest thing that was coming up. Um, uh-huh. So and, like work breakfast? Yeah, it was like a, like all my breakfasts were work breakfast <laughs> in this era of my life. So, um, yeah, but Eva Mendes was at, like, the table next to me and I think she just started going out with Ryan Gosling, so it was very exciting. Um, I do know who Ryan Gosling is, so, yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, you know, I think this could be her greatest role, really. Um, But isn't she in, like, Hitch and Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider was actually filmed uh, not far from where I grew up. um, Really? Just on the outskirts of Melbourne, yeah, and... I feel like she's in a lot of actiony movies, which is probably why I haven't witnessed she much does of her work. Look very action. Um, yeah. As I like the preview on her IMDb, um, I guess probably because it's her most recent thing, uh, lists her as actress: colon Bluey yoga instructor. So, IMDb <laughs> <laughs> is backing up your claim, Kate, that it is her biggest role to date uh but yeah okay no hitch oh once upon a time in mexico that was a classic yeah Uh, oh too fast too furious i mean that's a massive franchise you will be shocked to know i have not seen that but good to know (laughs) you will also be shocked to know i have also never seen it so um Uh, although there's a lady who lives um uh not far from here who has a pet parrot that we've seen in the park who always lives on her shoulder and mm-hmm. she called her parrot Vin after 
Vin Diesel from Two Point Two No, Diesel. No, sorry, it's called Diesel. Sorry, it's not called Vin. Diesel after it's Vin called Diesel. Diesel right. after okay. Vin Diesel. Yeah, because yeah, I think okay. Tim was like after the nineties singer, and she's like, no, Too Furious. Hey, on the grey leader jiggles. <laughs> Kids, don't take photos of people's bottoms. But we're holiday people. Let's start getting into the plot. Um, so Chili's doing yoga um, mm-hmm. and, you know, we've had an episode called Yoga Ball where no yoga was done. So it is nice to see some yoga. <laughs> this is progress. Of, yeah. Uh, she's doing some downward dogs, which I find quite funny. Um, and then um, the girls emerge from uh, behind her mm-hmm. and, and so starts a conversation, which I feel needs to be heard by every Instagram influencer ever. <laughs> Just don't take photos of people's bottoms. I don't know about you, Mary, but like so many places in public I've gone lately and all of a sudden you can turn a corner and you see someone taking clearly photos for Instagram. It's like against a coloured wall. There's definite poses that you see or in the middle of a street or we live near a beach so I quite often get like the, you know, the young hot thing down at the beach on sunset, you know, trying to get the... Like, I can of, picture that, but then what is the difference between a photo for Instagram and just a photo now? Like all photos are for Instagram, <laughs> except the True. bad ones, which, you know, you pick the best, obviously. But I feel like there's a difference between, oh, we're all here as a family and I'm just getting some photos to remember this moment, which I may share on social media, <laughs> versus like someone deliberately like how they're posing up and like moving the bottoms of their bathers up that little bit higher for oh, social okay. media. Right. No, that that is uh, also a thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but at least, you know, they're, uh, yeah, look, it's, if it was someone styling someone else in that situation. Um, oh, like Kim Kardashian style. Would, would have sand. more concerns. Whereas, you know, if it's just, uh, if it's all self-initiated, um, that sounds great. Someone else <laughs> taking unsuspect, like photos of you oh. unsuspecting with your butt out. Yeah, that's that's probably a good place to draw the line. <laughs> That's a good one. I don't care. It's rude. Uh, the pups are not really accepting that. I don't know mm. if it's because they are so immersed in Instagram culture and photos <laughs> of butts or <laughs> what is going on. Uh, yeah, their explanation is we're holiday people, which, uh, yeah, I guess you do take photos of different things on holidays. <laughs> Um, we said last week recapping housework, extreme lockdown vibes. This feels like very much a just scraping the bottom of the barrel lockdown games as well actually <laughs> we can't go on holidays well just... it can't be locked down because they're outside at one point so oh, well that's mm. true yeah yeah okay perhaps the game is a hangover from lockdown now your mask inside so <laughs> yeah, true okay maybe I don't know, but perhaps, yeah, potentially. Perhaps my brain is just constantly in like, yes, everything <laughs> is lockdown mode now. <laughs> uh, You'll be free one day brain. <laughs> oh, gosh, poor Mary Pats for your brain. Um, I like how Bandit walks in and it's like, Dad enters the room. Like, you know, it's a statement, isn't it? Like, uh, I could do with more stage direction in my life. Like, it's pretty good, actually. <laughs> If if I just walked into a room and a voice said, Mary enters the room and what she came in for was, <laughs> I would know. That would be so useful. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I can't commentate it myself because I never know. So. <laughs> I, I, I constantly have a, a narrator in my head. It's like, you know, my external is like, oh, yes, that should be fine. And then my narrator's like, it was not fine. <laughs> How it all the ways it was not definitely not fine. down. Yeah, no, my my inner voice is much more murderous than that when I'm saying it's fine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, beware of all the uh, fine. Um, so, and then we get to sort of our crux where Dad's refusing to have a photo of his bottom <laughs> taken because Dad, can you bend over, Bluey? What? No chance, kid. I wasn't born yesterday. He wasn't born yesterday, or uh, you know. I'm a family guy, if you've ever seen that episode of Family Guy where they're like, I'm a family guy. And it's like, 
they talk about how in a lot of TV moments, it's like the moment where they like say the name of the the show. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's been the station. Anyway, um, but yeah, and then it becomes like a running joke. Like, I'm a family guy for the rest of that episode. So yep. the, I wasn't born yesterday. It's like, da-da. <laughs> so yeah, trope alert. Um, um, a cue title card. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Bandit gets one more classic line before the title card, actually, which uh, is a throwback to a few episodes we've seen, but is it too late to bend over? <laughs> <laughs> Um, which I think we've talked about the uh, the bending over and when we've talked about pineapples and what pineapples mean in the army. <laughs> anyway, if you're, you're looking blank, so yeah, no, perhaps um, I've perhaps forgotten that in the discussion, but yeah, uh, look, it's uh, what do pineapples mean? Hard to explain cleanly, but yeah, like bending over <laughs> probably means you're about to um about to get the raw end of the deal. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to cut this out. I don't think we can say that. <laughs> um, is it too late to bend over? I feel like, uh, yeah, look, Bandit's, Bandit's realising mistake his mistake and that's hilarious for the kids, but there, there might be something happening on an adult level there as well that's oh, hilarious yeah, yeah, for yeah. the adults. Okay, right. moving on. Um, uh, so then we get into the game, Born Yesterday, was in the kitchen with the girls at the bench. And in a sort of a almost like an abracadabra kind of moment, they say, oh. born yesterday, and Bandit rises like a phoenix from the ashes from <laughs> between the kitchen benches oh. with this look of absolute, like, uh, wonder on his face. Hey! Wow, my second day on the planet. Look at all this. It's amazing. For me, this was a little bit... Um, what was that movie with Brendan Fraser in it? And it was like in his, uh, uh, and it's like it's a black and white thing, but then he's brought forward in time. Yes, I do know. Uh, Pleasantville? Yeah, actually. Is that the right no. movie? Or was it um, Blast, oh, Blast from the from Past? Past? Yeah, okay. Um, I feel like Brendan Fraser uh, just has that expression for most movies. <laughs> yeah. Very George of the Jungle vibes as well, actually. Yeah. Uh, Maybe 20 years ago, Mary. I don't know much. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Well, like, what is Brendan Fraser doing today? Um, but, yeah, no, I, I stand by it. Yeah, Bandit's expression throughout this episode is very Brendan Fraser in the 90s generally. Maybe yeah. not the mummy. <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, I'm sorry. I was born yesterday. I don't know what a name is. It's something you call something. Like, my name is Bluey and mine's Bingo. Bluey. Bingo. Yes. Can I have a name? <laughs> you already got one. The girls are just so delighted with this game because who knows where it's going to go. And Bandit leaves it pretty open for them to deal with as well. He's just all questions. <laughs> And putting out the challenge to them of, well, how are they going to explain things? Mm-hmm. Um, I like his initial uh, wonderment at a stool, if you think about it, a pretty amazing piece of engineering. Like how do you get a stool to be perfectly balanced and work like a stool? <laughs> oh, look at that. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It's just a stool. Hello, stool. Like, that was the line of the episode for me. Like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I mean, (laughs) I think that relates to Bluey more generally, to be honest. But just, like, when you do look really carefully and closely at all the things that we have these days, like, even just (laughs) reflecting on my lifetime. But, like, yeah, no, I hear you. There are so many gadgets we have now that my childhood self would just be like, what is this magic? You know, like, oh, I've got a, a small box that I carry around in my pocket that can talk, help me talk to anyone, see anything at any time, at any moment without wires. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's just, that is magical, you know. And then, yeah, stools. Like, yeah, how great are stools? It's all amazing. It's funny that, you know, you describe that with wonderment upon reflection, but actually our children who were almost born yesterday are, uh, We'll never see wonder in that because it's so standard. <laughs> so Bandit's doing a better job than possibly our children at finding the wonder mm. um, being born yesterday. Uh, he explains it 
so well uh, when he doesn't know who Bingo and Bluey is. Well, it's my second day on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) And I think they've done a good job of that through the episode of going back to explaining what is going on for the kids Um, because, you know, then Chili has to be explained to why Dad is doing this as well and, you know, he was born yesterday Uh, because it does feel like a bit of a chicken rat that it could lose kids in what on earth is going on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they've they've balanced it beautifully. There's plenty of comedic moments which I think you know keep it moving pretty pacefully. Oh yeah, like, like you know the fireball in the sky. Grass and some wood. Fence. Ah, look out! What is it? There's a giant fireball in the big blue thing. You know, quite a nice touch. So we, we've gone past Chili, who um, was trying to introduce a newly born bandit to the dishwasher, and he was like, "Oh, so much to learn!" Straight outside. But yeah, it's so well, it, it taps. Um, you know, there's so many basic things to learn, but actually, um, one of the very early questions: uh, the strawberry is it alive? Taps into <laughs> yeah, think hilarious. Um, uh, there's a podcast series um called the infinite monkey cage um i don't know it uh, which uh, yeah i've only just discovered it uh, researching this as well but it's presented by you probably know professor brian cox who's kind of yes hot science guy um and hot science guy mary (laughs) i find him i don't know i think he's you know doing his bit for promoting the sciences (laughs) attractive um Anyway, I see uh, what you mean. There is something about him, but I don't know. Like, I just I always fall asleep to his voice, like the vastness <laughs> of space. You true, know, like, true. And wasn't he the keyboardist in D Ream? Like, things can only get better, and that's why he's big. I knew he had a musical frame. connection. I didn't know it was that. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> well, that poppy. Um, but yeah, yeah, cool. Anyway, in this show, they ask an ongoing question: When is a strawberry dead? <laughs> Alive. No, that's not alive. Oh, uh, is it? That's called food. You put it in your mouth. <laughs> they get guests on uh, with the co-host, Robin Ince, um, who kind of, yeah, like ha- all bring a different perspective to answering this question. Like the podcast is about more than this, but this particular segment, uh, yeah, is just committed to strawberries and their aliveness or otherwise, which is a big coincidence if it's a coincidence or maybe. No, this definitely has to be on purpose. Okay. And I'm looking at a list of um, some of the answers that have been given as to when is a strawberry dead, Uh, when it's localised negative entropy is breaking down, uh, when you can no longer reverse the process and bring the cell back to life. I don't, I've, don't know about zombie strawberries, but maybe that's a thing. Um, when it's not continually harnessing the energy to produce copies or at least to go on living. Uh, I don't know what that means either. When it's mitochondrion is not functioning. So, so not- is it in the punnet or in the fridge <laughs> or in the yeah. field? I don't know. Like, is it the yeah, moment little- of picking? Can we get some, like, cl- so, we need a comms person clearly here to explain. I think it would be beyond the powers of uh, you or me or any of our profession, Kate, because, yeah, uh, they've, <laughs> they've dubbed it Schrodinger's strawberry. Um, <laughs> they do not know when a medically trained greengrocer would pronounce a strawberry dead. <laughs> So uh, first we go into the yard where Bandit is terrified by the sun, which, you know, brilliant comedic timing here. Mm -hmm. Um, So much fun. And even the swing. I mean, uh, A, hilarious watching him sort of poking big back and swing a swing, yes. Yeah, and then uh, not stepping back. Ouch. Um, (laughs) When she comes back full force, Uh, surely not intentional. No one would do that on purpose. I don't know. Is this game actually wiped Bandit's brain though? Because (laughs) how could he not know? Like you'd think even just the number of times just in the episodes we've seen where he's copped it, um, 
in that particular place, you'd think he would think he'd just have muscle memory by now to get out of the <laughs> way. <laughs> but it's anyway, definitely like yesterday, Oscar worthy, uh, like method acting. If yes. that's his approach. Um, <laughs> But then we go out into the street and um, I have to say I loved the backgrounds in this so, so much. Um, So I think it's safe to assume we're seeing Brisbane in spring, which, you know, if we're thinking about the um, spiritual significance of spring, it's the season of rebirth and new Mm -hmm. life. Um, which I think is just such a lovely nod. So in the background we're seeing um, beautiful pink trees covered in blossom. We're seeing um, magnolias in the hedge. Oh, yeah. Um, and the the amount of bird song as well in this episode is just yes. so beautiful. And I, I, I know um, Dan Brum, who uh, plays Uncle Stripe but is also the sound producer for Bluey, has talked a lot about Brisbane's birds and how they really give the the show a sense of place by having lots of bird song in the background. But I just thought that that was absolutely beautiful. So not only are we seeing the willy wagtail, but we're hearing all these different types of yes. birds um, right throughout that time outside. Okay, Bandit, probably don't say things about the sun to people at bus stops. Yeah. Why? Uh, it's hard to explain. One little long dog under one of those hedges. I'll jump oh, in oh, yeah. uh, just at the time that we meet um, Lucky's dad and it does look like the long dog might have a pie and sauce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, obvi- you know, obviously the long dogs are out in spring as well. Um, <laughs> oh, that sacrificial pie. I mean, oh. yeah. He always gets the bad deal from the neighbours. <laughs> like, really, what a legend is Lucky's dad. Yeah, I got the steak and bacon. Ooh. Oh, hi, Ben. Yeah. Oh, Dad. But I was wondering, Mary, mm-hmm. the woman at the bus stop, is that Doreen the neighbour or is that the same <gasps> dog, the very kindly dog that we discussed in Wagon Ride um, and she just happens to be there again? I think we said at I, the time yeah. something like she's the old lady that everyone should behave like yes, when you see yeah, little kids. Definitely. Uh, look, I, definitely the Wagon Ride lady. She, she does have Doreen vibes, but yeah, I don't think I haven't gone back to check the art, but I I don't think they're exactly the same. Doreen yeah. is a white dog as well, but you know, little old ladies all do start to look a bit similar. <laughs> uh, so you know, <laughs> fair, fair. Um, yeah, she That's seems adorable. very bemused. Um, yeah, I did wonder if you know, like uh, Bandit feeling like he could warn her about. The son um, was because of their neighbourly relationship. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I feel sure. like Doreen would have a bit more chat to yeah. give. Or <laughs> at least Louie and Bingo would acknowledge her, like, oh, sorry, yeah. Doreen, or something yeah, like that. True. If it was her. But yeah, Lucky's dad. Uh, what a terrible deal. <laughs> Getting. <laughs> Yeah, I got the steak and bacon. Ooh. Oh, hi, Ben. Yeah. Oh, Dad. Lucky's dad is walking and mm. singing about mm. his pie. Uh, yeah. I don't think this is one of his classic convict-themed <laughs> ballads. I think no. he's, he's made up the song about the steak and bacon. Um, but so the sauce is already on the pie. He's mm. walking but hasn't taken a bite yet. Like, when did he source the pie? Is he just walking along, like, squeezing sauce onto it? Anyway, it's a mystery. And I don't know about how you eat your pies, Mary, but I'm a big fan of, like, you poke the sauce bottle into the pie and give it a squirt. Supreme. Yeah. Yeah, or lift the lid and put the sauce in and then you eat rather than it being on the exterior because then it's just absorbing into the pastry. The pastry goes a bit soggy. Like, it's not ideal. You, you are correct, Kate. Uh, that yes. is the way to do it. So this I'm glad we friends. just <laughs> let everyone know that. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lucky's dad, get your act together. Uh, but, yeah, look, obviously this is kind of the the pinnacle of the chaos in this episode, I think, yeah. that um, the girls who have been calling Bandit Bandit because he doesn't know that they haven't gotten around to explaining he's their dad, which I really like. They're like they're committed as he is to this, uh, to the knowledge that has been shared. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, they're having to hold Bandit back while Lucky's dad screams about the direction he's trying to walk in as well. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty hectic scene, and I think it brings that um, that life relief, light relief, and the the humor that keeps um, little viewers on side. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, and it, it, it that kind of paves the way for Bluey to realize what Chili said to her way back at the start of the episode that Chili's been well. Chili was saying she'd been on the planet longer, mm. so she just knew. And Bluey had to accept that. But now Bluey's in a situation where, well, we've been on the planet longer than you and you have to accept what we know because Mm. how hard is it to explain that you can't steal a pie off Lucky's dad? (laughs) Name? Oh, that's called Wait, Bingo. It just makes trouble when we tell him what things are called. Why don't we let him enjoy just looking at things today? Um, I love this next um, part of the sequence, Mary, where they go into the park and the girls decide, you know what, we're done with explaining every little bit. Let's just enjoy the moment and look and Mm. um, be present. And it spoke a lot to me about mindfulness and sort of that um, and, yeah, being able to be present with seeing that world anew and how important it was. I just, yeah, really loved it. And then um, what a beautiful nod as well to the weekend. So when oh. the girls hand bandit the leaf, mm. there's this scene where it's bandit's head um, just in front of his nose with the leaf and it, it's almost exactly like the super zoom that we saw in the weekend where Bingo's got the, the flying the leaf. Oh, sorry, yeah, the walking leaf and um, – that sort of nod to that because the girls have grown up, I think, over the past three series of, of Blue. Yeah. But that was a real, like, the innocence of Bingo, sort of. So for me, that was like the innocence of Bandit. that Bingo has been allowed to, you know, continue her wonder at the world in her very sweet little Bingo way. And, yeah, I think this episode kind of colours in because Bandit has let her and he's still got, can you know, tap into that wonder as well. Mm. Um, even at the start of this episode as a holiday people, like Bingo's taking photos of leafs, like it yes. kind of feels important that, yeah, the fascination with leafs hasn't gone away. Um but yeah, that like you say, you know that that scene, like it's obviously the big emotional scene of the episode. But I love that conversation. That I think, yeah, giving up on teaching because to me, that was my Brené moment of you don't always have to be teaching as a parent. Like it's not just about impart, impart, impart. Actually, mm-hmm. letting the kid just explore and kind of supporting that and as you said at the start, you know, looking through their eyes and tapping into the wonder yourself Mm -hmm. is, yeah, just so beautiful in this episode. Oh, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, it's like there's so much going on in this message too because it's kind of, you know, we start with Chili feeling the responsibility to tell the girls you need to stop taking photos of people's butts, which is very important to be part of parenting. Um, You know, you can feel like parenting is constantly telling your children not to overstep various social marks. Don't lick windows and, you know, like. But, but yeah, the, yeah, the, the flip side of the responsibility is, well, not coming down too hard and saying, right, this is the way the world works and fit in or <clears throat> don't fit in. Um, yeah, it's actually it's actually the responsibility to let them find their way in the world as well and, yeah, see it through their own eyes. So, oh, there's so much going on. <laughs> you know? Everyone. Look, just don't take people's food and don't talk about the sun, okay? You have to just trust us. Why? Well, because we've been on this planet longer than you. I love it. Me too. Mm. Got any leaves um, handy? I just want to stare at a leaf. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was just thinking zoomed. about that actually because, you know, in the weekend we see that same view of mm-hmm. Bandit and Bingo, but then 
in bandits, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper into the leaf. So, you know, yes. we start off with seeing just the leaf, but then it goes into like the veins and then the tiny little segments near the veins and then almost like a cellular level. Yes. And is that because of the deeper understanding that you have as an adult and how much even more wondrous it might feel when? Oh, I had not thought of that, but I think you've nailed it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you only, yeah, in theory, the more you learn, the more wondrous it should become. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I feel like we got there on that one. Um, <laughs> Bandit was my most valuable player. Was he yours? Yeah, definitely. Like he has committed. Um, yeah, sorry, Eva Mendez. Like you were great. <laughs> but, you know, as Chili said, you've got no chance, love. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, definitely Bandit. But, gosh, the girls do a good job in taking on the the, you know, it's almost a trading places thing. Like they're taking on the role of the parent trying to instruct. And yeah, it is hard. Hello, Stool. (laughs) It's okay, Dad. You can stop playing Born yesterday. Oh, you sure? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, real fun. Thanks. Did you have a line, Mary? Ah, look, I could definitely relate to Chili's. As I said, oh, you've got no chance, love. Uh, <laughs> various yoga moves, or even doing any yoga at the moment. Um, I think it was um, both Bandit and Chili say, "I feel like a new dog," mm. and I think that really captures, you know, the benefit of changing your perspective. Um, and yeah, it's just it's such a simple line, but it's done so well. Yeah, that's beautiful. You? Oh, um, it, it, I think it's still, even after our discussion, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. You know, when <laughs> when you do break it down, did you, have you seen Ted? You've seen Ted Lasso. And, yes. you know, like when they talk about how, that, that phenomenon where you, like, look at a word and then it doesn't feel like a word anymore. Yeah. I wonder if as adults, you know, when we look at objects every day, they just sort of lose meaning. It's almost mm-hmm. the opposite, but then when we actually take time to study it, you kind of go, oh, yeah, that is kind of amazing really, isn't it? So True. you refine that sense of wonderment. So, yeah, I think um, uh, as a person that wants to try and bring more joy into my life, I think uh, it's a good place to start. I have a joyous update for you. Oh, please do. Tell me. Uh, and for everyone else, uh, when Kate moved to Adelaide, uh, she couldn't take <laughs> her plant collection across the border. That was very sad. <laughs> Your fiddle leaf fig has so many new green leaves on it. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, they. I, I have been staring at them more closely. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, it's it's still alive. I um, um Yeah. More alive than the strawberries on the bench, and hopefully <laughs> they can, it continues that way. So oh, thank so you for imparting to... green leaves on me. I've just realised the significance of inheriting your fiddle leaf fig. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, darling. I'm glad it's still with you and alive because, yeah, some of those plants were bloody temperamental, I can tell you, in our last house. So, um, yeah, I, I've made it my mission to try and replace greenery. I'm sure regular listeners of the podcast may remember I've said that Tim is a bit plantist. Um, yes. But, you know, I didn't have any when we moved here, so I'm rapidly making up for lost time. Ah, uh, go you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a chilly. We've got a bigger house now as well, so I feel like there's more, like, sneaky corners that I can just sneak into. Anyway, Tim listens to the podcast. There's no new plants in the house, darling. I've had yeah, these cuttings no, for ages. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well played. <laughs> He'll be analysing all the leaves in no time by the yeah. end of this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see if he was born yesterday. Uh, um, <laughs> um, music? Um, oh, yeah. I don't want to say too much about this. It's an original composition by Jazz Darcy and Joff Bush. Um, I, it's got a lovely lilting theme throughout and they've gone with quite an orchestral style scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I guess I wanted to highlight in this um, was the sustained notes that they use um, when they talk about we've been on this planet longer than you. And for people without you know, musical background, a sustained note refers to a note that's held for a long time. Mm-hmm. So instead of just going da, 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 it's a real da. So previously in the theme um, they've used like violins and guitars and a lot of 
plucking, which means that the notes are super short and yes. um, they play the theme with plucked strings. But then when Bluey says, we've been on this planet longer than you, it's having that sustenance and that sustained noise mm. gives it that weight. So it's a musical representation of I've been here for a long time. Oh, longer notes. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, the longer notes and then, yeah, when Bandit's up to his hijinks, you'll notice a lot of like very quick, very fast mm-hmm. notes. Um, because it's that representing musically that short time that he's yep. been here. So I just thought that that was lovely. And also in this music, I noticed that they've integrated a lot of bird calls. So you'll have these moments of like silence, ah, yep. birds, and then very subtly music will come in, but it it's almost seamless with the call of the birds and then coming into it. So, um, yeah, and, and like for that moment with the the leaf in particular, you go from the calls of the birds and the sustained notes to then almost this choir, which just mm-hmm. gets louder and louder the closer bandit goes in. And it's, I think, a real like hallelujah kind of moment. Yeah, where, yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was really beautiful. So, um, yeah, uh, always love a Joff Bush tune and this is definitely a good one. I have no basis for this except the vibe. <laughs> it's felt very similar to the weekend's score. I feel like Dave Barber did. It, yeah, I feel like it's different. Like the the tune itself is different, but there's definite um, love letters in okay. there to the weekend. You know, yes. like I feel like. Um, there's echoes of the weekend, even though uh-huh. it's a different tune, and the instrumentation is quite similar too. I feel, yeah. But you know, Love like it. the weekend had that theme that then ran throughout, which I think they actually just called the weekend yeah. theme that we saw in Daddy Put Down. I think we saw it as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely in the dinner prepping yep, yeah, yeah. scenes. So, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if we'll see a little bit of um, Born Yesterday music resurfacing in future episodes. Yep. Last thing about this episode that jumped out at me from Twitter um, was a very, uh, actually, no, a couple things. Um, One tweet, uh, it took the tweeter, and I can't find his name, but straight to uh, John 3.3, which is um, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, which, which, you know, I think is probably a long bow to draw. But at the same time, like if you take the literal interpretation of that, that, yeah, you can't see the wonder around you unless you actually kind of try and start fresh I guess um because of all the things the world puts on you to make you forget about amazingness um but yeah I I quite liked that but um this Twitter dive also uh put me in the way of a a Christmas thread in honor of Bluey which kind of riffed on um riffed on some of the season three episodes mm-hmm. okay bear with me because i'm gonna just rip through it uh the tweeter is christopher menino um oh, yes. who's at the writing verse uh was a week before christmas and all through the house no healer was sleeping they were playing torch mouse <laughs> love it uh like rat and aunt frisky they laugh with broad smiles while stripe and aunt trixie chase muffin for miles uh, Bingo used her new magic to halt Dad's curry quest. Mum need, just needs 20 <laughs> minutes. Please give her some rest. And why should I care? Interrupts Unicorn. Was I born yesterday? Bluey nods. Yeah, of course. Oh. Uh, they all passed the pastel. Pat's rules seemed okay. They just couldn't wait for Healer Christmas Day. Calypso counted the school days. Jack's dad was quite worried. The sat-nav was useless. Like Santa, he hurried. Chloe, Jean-Luc and Rusty, Indy, Snickers and Honey all wondered what Santa would bring, gifts or money. Gifts, of course, and the day would be perfect, they knew, uh, just as sure as Dad's face was both hairy and blue. And with put-downs approaching, the children took flight. Happy Christmas to all and to all a good night. So, so good. I-, I loved that, but it also made me realise we haven't talked about the fact there wasn't a Christmas episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I need one. So, 
yeah, that, that's going to have to count for me as the Christmas episode. Um, yeah. yeah. Why wasn't there a Christmas episode, I wonder? Hmm. I don't know. Perhaps they're just, no, we've been robbed is the answer. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel <laughs> it. I mean, yesterday, there needs but to be I was Christmas thinking episode. about that, like, because you can't have more like thinking of that through, mm. you can't have more Christmas episodes without aging everyone, right? Yeah, because, true. Because, you know, Christmas comes but once a year. Mm. Um, so unless you did like a Boxing Day episode. Yes, true. You could do Christmas Eve potentially. Yeah, well, that's true. But we've already had, well, Veranda Santa obviously didn't happen the night before Christmas swim. No, <laughs> because then Socks has gotten very a lot older. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, you're. I think you're right. It's probably an aging thing, but maybe at the end of season three. Although that would suggest we're not going to get those episodes until towards the end of the year, which I can't deal with either. Um, for anyone who is wishing they had more Christmas in their life at this point because mm-hmm. of the deprivation of the Bluey Christmas episode, uh, there was uh, there's new episodes of Go Dog Go. Oh, and <laughs> you're into this. I've seen a little bit of it and I was just like, no, it, it's a hard no from me. My children are never going to watch this because it's, it's, it's really bit, annoying. It's a bit ridiculous. Uh, yeah. But I think it's, yeah, it comes from um, childhood brainwashing with the Go Dog Go <laughs> book that I am so attached to these dogs. But in the Christmas episode, uh, which is like a double episode special, there is carolers that are dogs and they sing fetch the balls with labs and collies fa la 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 and for me like I thought that was a you know that was probably my Christmas highlight when it came to animated dogs so yeah <laughs> just thought everyone should know that it's pretty amazing <laughs> Love it. okay uh, uh I have a quick you I know that now oh yes um, so uh, last week on the episode I was talking about our, our composer mm-hmm. uh, who um, takes like viral cat, dog, animal videos on, yes. oh, on different on services <laughs> and his handle is Hirokasan79. So it's uh, at H-I-R-O-K-I-S-A-N-7-9 uh, on Instagram and he is followed by Daley Pearson, Joff Bush and Joe Twist. So you're an excellent bluey company. And myself now, um, yeah. if you follow his account. Um, and it's just hilarious. I wholly uh, recommend it. I, doing that right now. Um, love it. Thank you, Kate, for improving all our lives on that front. <laughs> um, quick mailbag uh, because heard from lovely um, Avery, who had a few maybe we know that nows for us. Yeah. So Avery uh says, here's what I think a squib means from oh, yeah. Pass the Parcel, in case you're wondering. A squib is seen in the Harry Potter universe is a person from two oh. visiting parents who has no magic themselves. Oh, that makes so much sense. This is how Pat sees it, but you never know. <laughs> so, yeah, raising it. Well, because a squib is like you're kind of like useless really, isn't it? Like, you know, like you're not a witch <laughs> or a wizard. You're just nothing. Oh, man. So it we, is that then. So we're yeah. raising a nation of squibs. It's like oh, we're just no, taking magical, magical people and, like, oh. turning them into little nothings. It sounds a bit judgmental, though. But it's yeah. very harsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Avery also had a, a look at a few other points um, but says their favourite uh, episode is uh, – favourite character is Muffin. Um, yeah, yes. she's bratty and spoiled but uh also so determined and she does it with style um i think avery is somewhere where they don't have season three yet uh but they say saw a clip of pizza girls online and it was the scene of muffin going turbo in her electric car and nearly killing everyone which (laughs) yeah is is amazing i love that uh muffin at three years old maybe four now knows how to drift that that seems like a very important life (laughs) skill for whatever muffin's gonna do um so yeah thank you avery for uh bringing that to all our attention because yeah it makes me so happy as well what a joy (laughs) 
Um, we, Mary and I did a, a interview, which will hopefully be either out or coming up soon for Bluey TV, with the, yes. the official Bluey website, which is very exciting. And uh, this is reminding me, Mary, that I wanted to raise with you. We had very different favorite characters, which I didn't know until this. Really? Interview. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so yeah, they. I really did like. Obviously, we've asked everyone this question who's come on the podcast, who's your favourite character, with a lot mm-hmm. of different answers. But, yeah, I feel like Bingo has always been mine, but I threw Chili in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I feel like I, you know, mum love for Chili, uh, but then also, like, weird little kid love for Bingo, and I am both of those things at heart. <laughs> yeah, well, see, I said that my favourite one was Lucky's dad because, uh, yeah. you know, as it's proven just... in this episode, he is constantly putting oh, his yeah. body and ego on the line for the healers, which I just, <laughs> you know. I fully really support your choice. <laughs> yeah, like, I just think, yeah, what a legend, like, getting involved in every single game that is thrown his way with a moment's notice. <laughs> And I loved the generation of kids would grow up playing Pass the Puzzle by Lucky's Dad's Rules. Yeah, so what a legacy piece. Anyway, I just uh, found that amusing that we I didn't know that about you, but now I do. We're still so, finding out yeah. so much. Uh, you okay. can find out so much about us uh, when we share that piece on all our socials. Uh, yeah. And you can also say g'day on all our socials. Uh, Please do. Yes, we're at BlueyPod on Insta and Facebook at BlueyPodcast on Twitter. Email us BlueyPod at gmail.com. And, of course, wherever you're listening to us, you should rate and review us as well because, you know, we might get to five stars one day. <laughs> it's a free way that if you're enjoying what we do, that you can support us and help other um, Bluey fans to find the podcast too. So thank yeah, you very just much. Just pretend you were born yesterday and bring a new sense of wonder to your review. That would be great. <laughs> Why would anyone review a review if they weren't going to give it like a good rating? That's what I didn't understand. Anyway, sure. Um, but anyway, Mary, I think we're there. So. Hooray indeed, and uh, may all your backyard afternoons be full of leaf gazing without children nearby. So many leaves to look at (laughs) (laughs) next week. But in the meantime, it's got to be be done. done. Bye. Bye. G'day, Bandit. I have nothing to say about the sun to you. (laughs) Oh, great.